I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hi everybody and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the fangirl radio show i am your host jessica dwyer and with me as always is the lovely and ghostly amanda who's always there but never seen um also with us tonight are my co-hosts in crime rachel moore good evening and ren willocks hi there and tonight's episode is the ooey gooey, chewy center of Fangirl Radio, and that is Valentine's Day uh, is our theme for the night. And um, you know, uh, we we're geek girls here. We're we're not the typical variety, um, but we do have hearts, and we do have you know we we know about love. We speak love here. And um, this episode, we're going to talk about what we see and think of when we talk about and think about romance and um you know the the uh the romantic films the 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 tv series and and the the books and and things like that that we love and um that make us think of that so uh what uh i would also like to uh, talk about tonight is i got a special sneak peek of the phantom of the opera at the Royal Albert Hall, 25th anniversary. God, it's been 25 years since Michael Crawford strutted across the stage and sung his guts out, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. And um, I was, I was 11. Oh, I'm old. Um, but yeah, uh, I that is probably one of the most classic love stories is the Phantom of the Opera, and um, that. I have to say, it comes out on the 7th, which means by the time this show aired, it is aired, uh, it'll have already been released. <clears throat> and I have to say, this is probably one of the most awesome uh, Blu-ray DVDs of just event-wise that you could do if, and see if you're a Phantom fan or a music, musical fan uh, at all. Um, they filmed this, um, they actually did a, a simulcast of this in theaters across uh, the country, live, um, and movie theaters. It was one of those phantom event things. And um, it's just amazing, beautiful production. And I love the fact that they got um, Ramin Karamulu, I know I'm butchering his name, who uh, he has played, uh, he's played, I believe, Raul as well as the Phantom. Um, but he also was in the uh, Love Never Dies, which was the sequel that Andrew Lloyd Webber created for Phantom. And he is an amazing Phantom of the Opera. He is a great, great Eric. And uh, he and Sierra Bogus, who is a, also a, just a stunning Christine, they do an amazing job with this. Um, it's not your typical production. There is some... Uh, they had to make adjustments because of where it was, was at. Um, but it's just beautifully done, uh, perfectly executed, uh, really, really beautiful, uh, great color, especially on the Blu-ray, just everything's very striking. You can even see wig lines and makeup uh, and all of that on there, even though that kind of takes away from it a little bit, but just beautifully executed. And uh, at the end of the show, um, they have one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen, and this will make Rachel happy. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and that is uh, Sarah Brightman shows up and performs as Christine on stage. Sorry. No, there was, you are. I was going to say that that is one of the most um, 
beautiful parts of the love story to me, even though it didn't work out in the end, is that Christine was written for Sarah Brightman. So that whole that whole musical to me is a love letter to her. So for her to do that is just, I, I think well, I'm going to have to watch that. Well, especially considering, you know, uh, they separated not too long after this all happened. And um, back then, and she she agreed to come back, and he does this beautiful announcement of, um, I'd like you to, you know, to welcome my angel of music, Sarah Brightman, because uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's there, and she comes out, and what they do, which is so freaking phenomenal, and I geeked out for like five minutes, was <laughs> um, she comes out, and four of the past phantoms come out and perform <sighs> with her. And then Raman com- comes out and does it. And he's still in phantom gear. But the four guys just nail it. And they're older, of course, gentlemen. But And she still looks phenomenal. And it's just, it's just beautifully done. And um, I, have to, I have to say one thing, though. The, the, his name's Hadley Frazier. And he's done some uh, great stuff. He's been in um, Les Mis. Like everybody and their brother has been in Les Mis at some point or another now. <laughs> Broadway. Um, but it's funny because I, I kept looking at him. And he plays Raul. And um, he's very good, very beautiful voice, very cute. Kept making me think that, oh my God, they made him look like uh, uh, Edward Cullen. He looked so much like Rob Pattinson some of these times, like an older Rob Pattinson that has eaten a meal or two, you know? Like he's not emaciated looking, but. um, So I have to say that if you are at all a Phantom fan or if, if you just love Broadway musicals, Pick this up, especially on Blu-ray. Um, it's absolutely stunning, beautiful. Uh, finally, you get to see the musical uh, live if you've never gotten to watch it, um, as it's supposed to be seen, you know, with this full-on effects. And um, also, I'm very, very excited because they're releasing in May uh, the sequel, Love Never Dies, on DVD. Which Yay! I kept wanting to see, which is, if you don't know about it, uh, Lloyd, it's like the first time I think there's ever been a sequel or something done to a Broadway musical like this and at the scope. And um, it uh, takes place in Coney Island, and it's what happened after um, with the Phantom and Raul and Christine. And um, I, it, this is actually the, I believe it's the Australian production that they filmed. And it's uh, just, it looks gorgeous, and there's like a trailer for it on there, but I can't wait to see it. Um, so I just wanted to include that, since, you know, the show's a Valentine's Day special, um, and this is probably one of the most romantic tales in literature, um, as well as Broadway production. So uh, pick it up, it comes out on the 7th, so when this airs, it's already at the DVD store waiting for you to go get it. And um, with that... I'm going to ask um, Rachel to give us uh, some insight into what she thinks is some uh, some geek love there. Uh, what's what's something that makes you think of romance in the in the realm of geekdom? Well, it's kind of funny because I'm totally an unrequited love freak, as I think a lot of um, genre girls are. For some reason, we like being tormented. And so, <laughs> growing up, I was huge into Casablanca and Bogart, but. Um, genre films there are some really great epic uh, love stories and one film that is my probably my favorite film um, and it gets looked over as sci-fi even though it's totally sci-fi is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind Mm -hmm. and i love it because it's not a simple love story it's a very messy real feeling relationship and the characters they build are beautiful and the sci-fi element is a lot of fun and beautifully subtly done even though it's the premise of the whole film and so to me eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is one of the first things i think of and i don't even know that it's um that the story's so romantic because the story's kind of tragic and messy but the colors they use and the music they use and the way they portray the relationship and um my girl crush on kate winslet all these factors make it (laughs) to me a beautiful uh, a beautiful love story because it's not kind of your cut and dried but in um complete like when i'm thinking i was trying to think of you know epic love stories and in a uh, genre fiction and for some reason 
reason, the very first thing that came to my mind was Imzadi. Like, the very first thing that comes to my mind is Commander Riker and Deanna Troy. And I, <laughs> I can't help it. Maybe Aww. it's because when I was growing up, that was on TV, and it was one of the, the shows that I watched. And, you know, to me, he, you know, um, Jonathan Frakes was, like, the most handsome guy on TV when you're yeah. seven. So, and when still. <laughs> And still, really, but, you know, to me, the, the, the scope of the Deanna Troy and how they stretch that on for so long is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It's one of the great genre soaps, and I think it's one of the great genre love stories. Oh, they had some yeah. pretty good novels based around that, too. I am looking at them right now. I have a ridiculous <laughs> amount of what it ta- is, like, approved fan fiction, more or less. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> So I I think that's the first one that that comes to my mind. So, Ren, I know I I remember reading you being very excited about one that you wanted to talk about during the show tonight. So go for it. I mean, I, like Rachel, had something immediately pop into my head when you mentioned the topic of the show. And I couldn't help but instantly spring to mind when I think of epic love stories in the sci-fi genre is Farscape. And anybody who's a Farscape fan is going, oh my god, yes, because I know that. We're all the same. Um, Anybody who doesn't know it needs to know it's one of the most incredible, um, wild, original uh, love tales that I've ever, ever seen on screen. Particularly this one element of it that made me stand up and go, this is, I've never seen this on television, I've never seen it on television since. It was one of the most incredible plot elements I mean, you've got your you've got your classic, tried and true sci-fi plot lines, and and every genre show does them. They just get regurgitated show by show. One of them is, oh, let's clone the main character or characters. Let's get lots of versions <laughs> on the screen at the same time. Um, so so Farscape did this right, and but they did something that I've never seen anybody else do. Yes, the episode had a bunch of clones of all of them running around, including the main character John Crichton. The end of the show. They're all dead except for John's double. What happens at the end of the show? John's double doesn't magically disappear to leave the status quo still in place. John's double survives and proceeds to become a member of the cast for subsequent episodes. So now Mm -hmm. we have... This isn't even in the first season. This is like an established television show with an established cast. And now there's two of your main character. But, I mean, and and this is brilliant for the love element of the story because at the time... John Crichton and Aaron Sun were just kind of starting to explore having feelings for each other and they were fighting too and you know the kind of I'm going to pull your hair because I like you kind of stuff um, <laughs> and then so so he just kind of is there for a few episodes and then something incredible happens and this is why I think it's one of the most amazing love plot lines in, in anywhere one of the Johns John and Aaron, one of the Johns and Aaron, get separated from the rest of the crew. So the rest of the crew has Aaron, uh, has one of the Johns, and she has the other one. And they fall madly in love. They have an incredible relationship together. I mean, it's the relationship that all Farscape fans knew that they could have because they're destined for one another and they just love each other so much, and it's beautiful. And then he dies. I mean, I, I'm ruining the plot, but okay, fine. He <laughs> dies. They get reunited. Aaron has had the full experience of falling in love with another person, having that love be true and full and incredible, and then losing that person. And then there's another one that looks just like him standing right there. And she just can't take it. I mean, it's unbelievable to watch. It's unbelievable. It's well-written, it's well-acted, and it's heartbreaking and beautiful. That's I don't know. That's in the middle of the whole show, so they go on to have way more adventures, and she gets over it. But um, <laughs> well, and it as totally, well, you should because I, I was what? just going to say it's totally brilliant from a storytelling perspective because a lot of shows struggle once they get the two main characters that everyone wants to be mm-hmm. together together to keep that tension. So they yeah. were able to have some of that payoff, so it wasn't dragging on interminably. But mm-hmm. still have like the tragic happen, and then you have to rebuild that relationship. So it's a beautiful yeah. way to keep the the plot going. Yeah, and I just thought it was 
I can't even put words to it. I love that show so much; it's stupid. But um, <laughs> that that particular element of that storyline was was a, a a golden nugget. But the rest of it's fantastic as well. Aaron and John are. I mean, the show isn't obviously. It's not just all about romance. That's an element of it. The show on the whole is spectacular. But that one thread throughout the entire series of the relationship between those two is so perfect. It's so perfectly told, and it's it's never. It's just the right amount of. Uh, I'm looking for the word, you know, where you you're you're longing for something to happen, but you don't quite get it. Just that, you know, uh, one inch shy of being satisfied, and you know, so it keeps you coming back to watch more, and but it still gives you everything you need. And anyway, I'm rambling because it, well, it, it sounds I get like all, it's... I get all googly when I think about it. It's so good. Well, it sounds like it's like super duper awesome angst of the of the triple a grade you know and you that's know, some the, the, the best thing, thing is though that though. it's not because they do such one of the things that farscape excelled at that other mm-hmm. shows fail at is that they mm-hmm. had enough angst without it becoming where you're like oh my gosh i'm watching a soap opera can everyone just cheer the hell up right now like it, oh my god it, yeah there was the kind of sgu like uh or even it, buffy and angel like that yes. drug on for so oh, long uh, i wanted to cut my own eyes out i was thinking oh it was just painful it's not like that in farscape at all sure there is some angst but the the battles that they fight together are so much bigger the things that happen to john are so awful and heartbreaking I mean it's it's incredible you have to watch it you'll end up falling in love madly with John Crichton male or female honestly I, hand to God <laughs> he's incredible um, so that's why I mean like the, the, the romantic element of the show is fantastic but it, it's it's sewn so well into the great tapestry of the rest of the story that you don't feel like that's the only thing you're watching is John and Crichton or John and Aaron well, and, but it's brilliant. I I I still I've only gotten to I've only seen um, bits and pieces like episode here, episode there of Farscape, and I always wanted to catch up with it and know it better. So I've mm. I think I think it, I want to say it's on streaming on Netflix now. It is oh, yeah. on Netflix. the whole series. And, oh, by the things. way, FYI, they added all of Supernatural. Yes, I know. Oh, I'm which, starting that because I was behind on that and I I couldn't find it oh but um you know they, there's a lot of um really great genre stuff on netflix and they're adding new things um, they added eureka yeah they added all of eureka yeah. but i wanted to add um the one since it sounds like we're, we're you know right now we're talking sci-fi but the one that i always you know people when people hear doctor who and they hear love story what immediately do you think of? You think Rose. of Rose. Thank you, Rachel Moore. Thank you, Rachel Moore. That's what I was going to say. Was that's, that's the, the yeah? We share a brain. The 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 true love story in Doctor Who, and um, is is Sarah Jane and the Doctor. I mean that that one stretched over. How many regenerations? And because uh, she was with him in the third, when it was Pertwee, stayed with him through Baker, and the the total and complete loss on her face when she has to leave him in um, the, at the end of the Hand of Fear um, it was pal- you know you could see it. It hurt her. It hurt her to leave, and she had to take her little owl and walk out. But when you see school reunion. And you see the just the the emotion that that Liz Sladen brought back to that, and you could see that whole the whole much how much the doctor meant to her, and and that how great that love was that she still had it. And then when he came back and saved her, and uh, the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith, and the whole thing with you know um, where you had the two doctors and, and just all of it was just so awesome. And Sarah Jane, uh, what the doctor did for her was open her mind to all the possibilities is what he did for all of his companions. But Sarah took it that step further and, and actually became that person. You know, she became a battle, uh, battler for good and for the earth 
before even Rose did. She was already doing it. So, um, to me, when I think sci-fi and love stories, forever it will be Sarah Jane and the Doctor. Well, and now you've made me sad, so I have to bring up a happy one. (laughs) I'm not, you know... God bless you, Liz Sladen, for giving me that. Absolutely. I... I can't. I can't even begin to talk about that because I will literally cry. Um, I cried, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking how, you know, I'm a sucker for romance. I think most geek women are, whether they'll admit it or not. Total so- sucker for romance. But I really, um, a part of me when I watch romantic movies is like, uh, you know, get real. And the relationship that I really wanted was always someone to I always said I want somebody that I can wake up on Saturday morning and sit in my jammies and not care that my hair is a mess and eat cereal and watch cartoons together (laughs) and fortunately I'm a happily married woman to just that person and when I think of what kind of exemplifies how I think of our interactions in a relationship I have to think of spaced I was good at time because I we we are we're Jessica and, (laughs) and uh and Simon, like, through and through. And so it makes me, that, to me, that is a great romantic story. And it does, it ends with a baby. That Two babies. Oh, God. Two babies. Well, <laughs> no, I think, I, no, it's, he, he is wanted it just to one? Name, it's just one, but they kept fighting about, he wanted to name her Luke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do it. That's hilarious. But, yes. um. Me, that's, um, that's great. It's a great series that focuses on that tension without focusing on that tension, and it's not angsty. You know, it's it's a very upbeat show for the most part. It'll get just angsty enough, and it'll go back into comedy. And I think that's healthy for girls who spend a lot of time watching Sweeney Todd and Fan of the Opera. <laughs> and what are you talking time. about, Rachel? <laughs> and uh, Stargate and Farscape. You know, it's. I think it's a good thing. It's a good well. Thing. I wanted to. Um, I also wanted to, to branch out from, from you know, uh, sci-fi into other genres, too, because, you know, we, we're fangirls, and, and that's, we, we love multiple genres, and we love, you know, multiple um, ways of pop telling stories. Whores, let's just say it. I'm sorry? We're pop cult- culture whores. We, we are. We're pop culture whores. And um, one of the, I'm going to pick one of, one thing that I want to talk about was the classics, which some people may not know about. And um, there were two that really stood out to me as two great classic love stories that I believe you can actually... I know this one is on Netflix Instant View if you're streaming, um, able to. Um, the other, not so easily found, but it is available on DVD. So the first one I want to talk about really quickly um, was The Ghost of Mrs. Mira. And if if you've never seen this, you really need to, because <laughs> um, Rex Harrison is awesome. Um, he was uh, in um, My Fair Lady. People will know him as Doctor Doolittle, but those of us who really know him uh, know him as this, the the Crotchety Sea Captain, um, uh, Daniel Gregg, and. Uh, Captain Greg uh, haunts the lovely Jean Tierney when she moves into his home and uh, they fight and then eventually become friends and eventually he realizes that he can't stick around because she's wasting her life. She's a widower um, sticking around him and um, he loves her. The crotchety sea captain loves the, the lovely widow and he decides to leave her and disappears to where she can't find him or see him again after uh, a few years of her living there. And it's just this beautiful love story. And um, the ending is one of those things that people just dream about writing, to to be able to write something as as touching and beautiful as the ending of this movie, where, and I'm going to ruin it for you because most people know how this ends, thanks to a video by... um, uh, there was a music video that basically ripped off this entire film. Um, but uh, she lives out her days and she stays at the house even though she can't see him. And um, she passes away and he shows up and says, you know, come to me, my lovely lass, basically. And she stands up from her chair and she's young again and they walk off to heaven. Aww. 
and it's right on par. It's almost on par. I'm going to say, you know, I, I, the other one that we didn't talk about, but I, I, it just reminded me of we can't not talk about Somewhere in Time. Yeah. Um, but this is one of these movies that is very much like that, where it's it's all about sacrifice and it's all about, you know, you you know who you're supposed to be with and you wait for them. So it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. I have a classic that is another one of my Valentine's Day standbys, staples. I watch it every year, is um, Roman Holiday. Oh, Gregory Peck. Gregory <laughs> Gregory Peck and the gorgeous, ethereal Audrey Hepburn as a princess who sneaks away to have some time having her own life. And uh, he's a reporter, and he recognizes that she's this escaped princess, but he plays along to get this story about her you know, enjoying life as a commoner, and um, and they fall ridiculously in love, and then have to face the consequences when she has to decide whether she wants to return and still be a princess. And it's shot in Italy. It's gorgeous, um, beautiful, beautiful film, and it's one that a lot of people in our generation, unfortunately, have not seen. And yes, it is another unrequited love story, but it, it's. Um, that always Wonderful. reminds me of um, Only You with Robert Danny Jr. and Marissa Tomei <sighs> because they, 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 God, he is so freaking, I'm sorry, I, I have to squeeze. He is so freaking hot in that. I'm so oh my sorry. Goodness. And Bonnie Hunt and, um, and, uh, oh, and Fisher, uh, Fisher, Fisher Stevens. Stevens are in it and they are great. It's just a great little cast and it's a great little love story. Yes. Uh, so Only You is out on DVD and very good movie and just he, oh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, I had one other one that I had to bring up, um, and uh, no, no slight to Michael Fassbender ever is allowed on this show because that man is awesome. But I'm still to this day forever will be my Mr. Rochester. 1943's Jane Eyre with the amazing Orson Welles as Mr. Rochester and Joan Fontaine as Jane to me is the quintessential Jane Eyre film. And uh, I absolutely love it. It's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. If I had to be stuck on a desert island and I could only pick five films, this would probably be one of them. Mm. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. Wells actually contributed uh, to a lot of the atmosphere by giving them pointers on how to turn a soundstage in Hollywood into this the, the moors. Um, and um, I just love absolutely. Or he is just unbelievably awesome in this. Just so cool. And just, he's so gruff, yet his eyes are like, they're just like onyx in this movie. I don't know how to describe it. He's just gorgeous. And everything about it's pretty. And also, first screen time, I think, ever for Elizabeth Taylor. Um, And she plays Joan's little friend that... um, actually dies in the uh, orphanage with her. Um, but it's just a beautifully, beautifully done version of, of a classic love story. And if you want gothic and you want the whole gamut and you want some awesome acting by Orson Welles when he wasn't, you know, you know, becoming a uh, hockey Before he wine. became Marlon Brando, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's bef- this was before even, I th- I want to say this was even before he did um, Citizen Kane. It was pretty um, early. Yeah, but he was amazing in it. And uh, just, I can't say enough about this version. And I do believe it is available on DVD, but it's really hard to find. But if you can find it, you need to see it. Well, if you're going to bust out the Bronte, uh, Bronte <laughs> we have to talk about the fact that if I was stranded on a desert island... I have to take Sense and Sensibility with me because not only is it Jane Austen, but it's directed and produced by Emma Thompson, who's amazing in it, and uh, Alan Rickman in Rickman. a <laughs> Hello. Hello. There are so many beautiful men in that movie, and the girls are nice too, but there are so many beautiful men in that movie. Greg Weiss. such a labor of love. Like, it is so rewatchable in a way that a um, most Jane Austen films aren't for me 
and it almost it almost feels like a merchant ivory film just because of how lush and how beautiful she made everything it's not to me a typical austin film so and that line by alan rickman where he basically stands up from the uh, floor you give me a task or i swear i'll go insane it's like i will go mad it's like oh the the best part is the air is full of spices (laughs) (laughs) we need benedict cumberbatch we don't need Alan Rickman. We need Benedict Cumberbatch. We need him to be our trained <laughs> monkey Rickman. so we can make him say things like Alan Rickman. <laughs> trained monkey. That's, That's how to get him on the show, Jess. Just <laughs> <laughs> do it. You never know. I, I was thinking of doing the show, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I can't talk like this all the time. It causes me pain. Okay. Um, Ren, what's your favorite classic? What's What's your go-to? romantic film. Oh, man. See, I'm bad at this on two levels. One, um, romantic movies are not... I, I'm not a... I'm not the girly... Not that you guys are girly girls. I'm trying to find a nice way to put this. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I am. I I make... I'm offended. (laughs) I'm really sorry. I'm... (laughs) So, you know, like, I've never seen Casablanca, and I've never seen Gone with the Wind, and I've never seen the phantom of the opera and um i'm really sorry I think so we have i'm to have and girl movie screenings because that's let's see the reason and see the reason why is not for lack of it's not because i've tried and failed it's because i'm slightly not interested sorry valentine's day <laughs> <laughs> um I, I dig it but i don't see a movie for that factor and even if a movie has that factor in it i find i forget about it so i've been sitting here scratching my brain going oh my god they're gonna ask me what's a classic film what's any classic film that i've seen with a romance level with some romance in it um and i'm drawing a blank i'm very sorry have I, you I ever seen un- harold and maud no that's a red oh. movie if i ever <laughs> that- wait he'll totally dig for- that <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend Harold just said is about a China. teenage boy who falls in love with an eighty-something-year-old woman because she's more alive than anybody he knows. This isn't genre at all, but something I've always—I guess this is one of the only movies where I've, I've really singularly appreciated the the love story. And this isn't genre in the slightest. It's Driving Miss Daisy. Um, I just always thought that was a really beautiful story. No, yeah, that works. That's true. <laughs> there you it go. Is. I'm sorry, there, Laura, there's, you did the it. next thing yeah. I wanted to say is, and I think Fried Green Tomatoes is a great love story, too, but it probably isn't. The kind of <laughs> and and my boyfriend said uh, Big Trouble in Little China. So there you go. <gasps> I, I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> After he kisses her in the elevator with the lipstick on his lips, that's awesome. <laughs> But I do have to bring up because our 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 first guest ever, Dougie Jones. Um, yeah. Doug Jones is one of his favorite favorite movies, and I have to give him a shout out for this. Is Somewhere in Time, and um, that really is a modern classic of 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 genre love story um, because it's time travel, and it's funny too because I just purchased Somewhere uh, Time After Time on dvd which is another great one um but somewhere in time just there's just so much awesome in that film between christopher reeve just looking amazing and Mm -hmm. uh the music and the visuals and and how they you know just the whole story and the ending forever is going to be just it's one of the it's one of the modern classic romance tales um of all time People go to that place just because of that film, where it was filmed, the, the hotel there, and um, I stayed there. You, Rachel stayed there. I actually, I, I remembered that you you I've stayed, stayed there, there a couple times, and it's great because um, you, there's no it, to this day there's no um, cars allowed on the island, and so the best thing to do is to get up in the morning, go walk down, have a coffee, rent a bicycle, and th- th- there's a paved bike path all the way around the. Um, island and my favorite thing every time i go there is not to take any of the bike paths through the island but to bike along that coastline and picture keanu reeves not keanu reeves christopher reeves god (laughs) christopher reeves 
I'm tired. Christopher Reeves bicycling next to you. You know, it's great. Aww. And you like Jane Seymour, and it's awesome. Aww. Sad. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't kick Keanu out of the bed either, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on the same level. <laughs> I, I wasn't saying they are. I'm just saying he's got his appeal. Fair, no, Keanu, yeah. not, no, no smacking around on Keanu. He's a really good guy, but yeah. Christopher Reeve is Superman, so not, you can't, you can't touch that. Yeah. And so, I've never seen Christopher Reeve looking sad sitting on a park bench. That's true. You won't. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Let's. Aww. Christopher Reeve. Um, so that brings up. I don't know why this is tied, but for some reason, somewhere in time and an affair to remember are tied in my head. maybe it's because i used to watch them at the same time i don't know but i can't think of somewhere in time without thinking of a fair to remember even though they're completely different movies (laughs) that is pretty different (laughs) i know right well and i wanted to talk really quickly um i actually have a few ideas for because we can't do a valentine's day show without talking about valentine's day gifts and the show will air before your time runs out to buy presents for your um, significant other. Um, so I had some ideas, and I'll let you guys... I'll let Rachel and Ren tell me if I'm off on these. <clears throat> so uh, I here's my list that I picked out for people's ideas. Um, for, you know, for your horror fans, li- the Living Dead dolls are just released um, not too long ago, a, a Beauty and the Beast set which are really, really neat. Um, they're in that $50 range, um, uh, either for a guy or a girl. I know guys that actually collect these, the Living Dead dolls, too. Um, Think Geek has uh, the Han Solo Carbonite candy bar. Yay! Which, which I think, I've been saying since I was, like, eight, that they should have made him into a candy I always say, he looks like a candy bar. So they finally did it. They finally made one. Um the other thing that I think would be excellent geek gift is the River Song Sonic Screwdriver. And you can always tell the yes! person that you're giving this to, I'll always save you. And you hand them that. Do you know what, what my that? husband gave me for um, Christmas? Because I was obsessing about my weight, he gave me an adipose doll. <laughs> it was super sweet, and it's one of the stress reliever ones, so it's at work, and it, it's really it, I, you can't go wrong with Doctor Who. That's awesome. Well, that brings me to the second thing on the li- or the fourth thing on my list, which is the Doctor Who talking fob watch, and you can always hand it over and say, "This watch is me, and I'm giving it to you. Keep it safe," you know. Yeah. And it talks like David Tennant, which is. Really- <laughs> Um, the next thing is, uh, if you're you're looking to spend a little bit more money than that, is the um, the iCade for the iPad, which is awesome. I got it for Christmas. Um, it's it looks like an old school arcade um, uh, machine, and you put your iPad in there. You download the Atari Classics Collection. There's a bunch of other games that will work with it now, and it's uh, Bluetooth enabled and um it it has a joystick and six it's got actually eight buttons on it and um you can play old school arcade games with your ipad in a miniaturized arcade machine and it's awesome that's wicked cool it looks so neat um uh next one is the any of the really any of the criterion blu-rays that have been released are amazing but two that i really think look great for a valentine's day gift one is the uh cocktoo uh uh, beauty and the beast which is probably one of the most awesome beauty and the beast films ever made um and then diabolique just for a twisted turn on valentine's day is also a beautifully done uh criterion blu-ray um Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the special Blu-ray edition that comes in the big chocolate, you know, big tin that comes with, like, erasers and stuff. I think that's just cute. Um, they also, for the guys on the list, uh, girls, you can buy your men and make them smell like Tony Stark or Norse God. Uh, they have Avengers Heroic Men's Cologne Action Figure Express that you can buy. It's a set. You can smell like the Avengers for your woman. How awesome is that? 
<laughs> I have a scent that I wanted th- that I have on my list too. It's um, uh, Black Phoenix Alchemy Labs. You can find them mm-hmm. online. They have scents based off um, everything from H.P. Lovecraft to Neil Gaiman. A lot of their stuff uh, profits the the um, Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, and um, they're you know an independent mom and pop shop that. Uh, caters to geeks and it's a great romantic valentine's day present for a guy or a girl because everybody wants their their guy to smell like dagon exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want you to smell like a soggy sea creature of death Uh, wear this and i'll eat your dreams wear this look at me and i'll you'll go insane <laughs> um but there's also the um the marvel mini mates any of them for your boy or girl uh it, they're they're always neat to get little baby comic book figures and and um there's also uh the coming out tomorrow which means on the 7th which it'll be out by the time this is released is lady and the tramp on blu-ray oh I mean, you could have an Italian dinner waiting and give them this. And then if you really do want to go... like six or seven. Well, well, don't really want to go an adult then. Damn it, you'll, you'll roll a meatball to them with your nose. No, don't, oh, if I you've not. seen it since you're little, don't watch it again because things, levels of that story will become apparent to you that did not occur to you as a child. Yeah, I'm it, sure. It's, it, it's a rough one. It's a rough one. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have it's a... Sad. I have a couple uh, things that I wanted to bring up because I'm a little, I, I tend to, because we're trying, haha, to be minimal at my house and um, do useful things. And we're also um, kind of kind of like schmaltzy romantic when it comes to these holidays. Um, some of my picks are, I had one year, and these are still available online, I had custom uh, Battlestar Galactica dog tags done for my husband. Oh, I remember that. Huge Battlestar Galactica fan. And so that's one of the things this year. And I, I'm kind of glad he doesn't listen to my radio show very often. But um, <laughs> this year I'm, I've am i been trying to decide which website to get my um, Lord of the Rings jewelry from. There's some very beautiful um, Aragorn rings. And I forget the name of the ring. Bad geek. But uh, if any of the listeners have... Uh, have a tried and true source for their Lord of the Rings jewelry, let me know because um, and you can't go wrong with Arwen Even star jewelry for a girl and there's mm-hmm. the nice thing about reproduction jewelry is there's everything from $20 to $200 so you can go with the costume jewelry that are still beautiful pieces all the way up to um, pieces with the real diamonds set in them so um, those are some of my picks also uh Nidorama is out right now, but you can still find them on Amazon. There is a special Valentine's Day um, Domo monster, and <laughs> it's pink. It's wearing nerd glasses. Nice. <laughs> and I think it's wearing chocolates or a rose, and it's under twenty dollars. There's also a Valentine's Day Cthulhu that I'm sure people have seen in years Yay. past. It's red and black themed. It's a it's a squishy little one. And then what's really beautiful is as more people are becoming aware of um, of uh, foreign films and foreign things, Hiro Miyazaki, his, or Hayao Miyazaki, I can never say his first name, but Miyazaki. You said it right. His, uh, his uh, Ghibli Studios m- merchandise is coming over here more and more. So it's easier to find Totoro dolls, um, all sorts of beautiful spirited away stuff. Any of his his um, movies, um, I don't think there are very many of them out on Blu-ray yet. But they're a beautiful alternative for people who are not, who are not Disney people um, to have great fables, beautiful animation that the whole family can enjoy. And there there's something really magical and romantic about them. And so those are those are my Valentine's Day picks. My Valentine's picks are uh, true to form, not very schmaltzy, but there's stuff that if you have a geeky uh, partner, they would probably really enjoy. The, this is one I really want for myself. It's called the Power Stretch um, 
uh, two finger liner. I don't know what's it called. It's called a free hands glove. And pretty much what it is is it's gloves with special fingertips that you can still operate your touch devices, your cell phone or your tablet or something. They're really, really warm looking gloves. They're not terribly bulky. And the cool bit is they have uh, a silver. No, no, sorry. They have a silver plated polyamide uh, plate. It's not even. It's not even. Um, hard like metal it's like a fabric but it's got silver in it and it's on the tip of the index finger and the thumb and it makes it so when you touch your screen it's exactly it responds as though it's being touched by your fingertip which is genius because i have to cut the fingers out of my gloves or i can't answer my phone when i'm outside it's so annoying so those are great and they're only 24 bucks it's freehands.com they have several different models some of them are cheaper some of them are more expensive but they're genius they look super comfy the other thing, like if you're a baking person, guy or girl, you should totally get some Ninja Bread Men because <laughs> Ninja that is awesome. the coolest thing I've ever heard of as far as cookies. They just look like gingerbread men, only they're doing like the flying dragon and stuff. They look, they're all doing karate chops and they're called Ninja Bread Men. Um, and that's, I think that's a sweet thing for Valentine's myself is bake someone a cake, even if you're terrible at it, like just try it, bake them a cake. Make them some cookies, put it on a plate with a bow. Like, that is the sweetest thing you can do, and especially if you've got no money. Just buy a box of Toll House or whatever it is, and they're really cheap, and then you've done something. Bake some flipping cookies, people. It's easy and it's fun. The most sort of, quote-unquote, romantic thing I could think of as far as a gift, and a lot of people know about this already, but somehow still it remains a mystery to others, Sealand. Get your partner a baron or a baroness title or a lord or a lady title that is actually legitimate. Sealand is a legitimate, independent country a few miles off the coast of Britain. Um, it was an old uh, launching platform built, I believe, for World War II. It was abandoned. These people found it. It's in international waters. So they said, hey, let's be a country. And they are. And it's ridiculous. And there's like a king there and they sell merch. And one of the things that they sell is you can actually become a lord or a lady or a baron or a baroness of Sealand. And you get a, you get the whole thing. You get like a seal um, and like some plaques and stuff. It's ridiculously cool. So, you know, you could wrap that up all, you know, really royal looking with some, you know, lovely great big ribbons or something. And uh, it's silly, but I just think it's nifty that's awesome that is i've actually heard of that that's cool i i had to ask i was on pinterest the other day and you were talking about making something ren do you girls think this is awesome or better in theory and not in execution because i've been debating about this one someone has a tutorial up on how to make bacon roses i saw that bacon roses you you mean roses out of bacon Yes, yes, the roses themselves are out of bacon, and you put them on skewers. And so some of them are, most of them are kind of more like the closed rows, but they do have tutorials for open rows. And my only, it looks wonderful. My only problem is once you mold the bacon and get it all together and take it, isn't it going to be cold? Like, that's my only, like, issue with it. Because otherwise... Do you really think, do you really think your husband would care? I was just going to say. <laughs> He's not it's a Philistine, but it is bacon. That's true. <laughs> I know. It, you know, cold, cold may be ever so slightly not as good as hot, but it's still bacon. I guess you could put it back under the broiler once you give it to the him. The only thing, this is this would, this would be my only worry. Um, because of the vast varieties in qualities of bacon, it could turn out to be, if you happen to get the wrong kind of bacon, too fatty or not fatty enough, could could turn into a huge headache if it wasn't going right and then suddenly you'd be without your dozen bacon rosins um and then personally like i'm i'm a stickler but i like my bacon crispy if it's if it's still floppy enough to mold into a rose shape i'd be like that's so beautiful talk it chuck it back in the pan please i mean it's it's the other thing is there are crazy people who make them and then put them on like um plastic rose uh, rose stems stems mm-hmm. and so part of me is like that looks delicious and part of me is like that is the creepiest flower ever like a meat <laughs> but a meat you know flower. it's it's obviously not geared i'm not the demographic for that particular craft <laughs> it's really, you know what i think, I think would work it's a better, lot like... easier finding things for girls sometimes than than guys especially because geek 
geek people tend to be a little bit hoardy. I'm yeah. just saying. As, yeah. as we wanna, we, we I know get... two out of three girls sitting here. I'm sorry, <laughs> two out of four because I always forget about our ghost. Um, have a room dedicated to their geekdom. Yeah. So, I think oh, I think it can be a challenge. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you're daunted by the task of bacon roses, consider carnation not carnations they're the roughly ones maybe daisies made out of jerky and the reason why i suggest <laughs> jerky is because you can cut it with scissors and it would probably be a ton easier to work with you don't have to cook anything you don't have to worry about anything being hot or sticky or greasy so yeah make something clever out of jerky you could I even make like little jerky, jerky people huh what jerky people <laughs> Yeah, like make, make you they can fight with the gingerbread ninjas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> gingerbread men versus the jerky army. Oh my god! Well, I did want to add too before we start having food fights. Literally, um, is uh, you can also name a star for someone, and I think that is terribly, terribly romantic. And there's different levels of of gifts that you can do with this. It's the I, star international star registry. Uh, <laughs> Can I step in? I'm going to be a total party pooper and say that those things on the vast majority, be, and I only say vast majority because I'm a skeptic and I never, I try to stay away from absolutes, but I would be very close to saying absolutely. They're all a bunch of bollocks. Um, y- you're paying for somebody who's a parent who's supposedly naming a star after you, and there's no official registry of star names. There's there's a bunch of different companies that pick them. They may even have a database of, of stars that have designations of M something, 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 and they're associating your name with it. But somebody else's star naming association has a, their own database, and so they're probably doubling up on names. And If you Google it, there's a lot of people looking into it. I've generally heard really bad things. If you're into it for the novelty and the, sh- and the schmaltz factor, go for it. If you're a huge astronomy nerd like me, who would actually be more interested about whether or not it was legit, if your partner is more like me, probably don't, don't do it. Because <laughs> I'd be like, um, really? According to who? <laughs> I love the practical girl. She's awesome. <laughs> she, she definitely balances out so much. But you know, that's a good point, because um, Jessica's husband is actually really into astronomy and that would kind of suck but if you did something like the um what, what jess had just mentioned what, what were we just talking about bacon well, anyway we yeah bacon roses to the international star registry thing no it was not international star registry but there um there are cooler things you can do if you're with yeah i agree <laughs> race, race <laughs> But I, I did have a couple other things real quick that Go you can it. do. I promise is, I won't rain on the next one. No, it's all good. The um, one thing that I think is awesome that because um, so many people are into it right now, and I know we're running out of time, but is the Walking Dead Compendium, Volume 1. Mm. Oh, if yeah. you have people that have gotten into the TV series but haven't quite gotten around to the comic book yet, this sucker is huge. It's like the first five volumes, I think, of the comic all put together for them. Um, it's typically around $99, but I think you can find it for cheaper online. But it's a massive, beautiful, hardbound a compendium of the first um, like five volumes of the, the series. And it's excellent to get somebody into the comic immediately. Um, and also the other thing, which is actually on Netflix streaming right now, but I, I bet it would look beautiful on Blu-ray, and I am now hooked, is Downton Abbey, uh, season one. Everybody likes that show. i got to see on that. Awesome. Second season's also out on Blu-ray, I think, or getting ready to be, but the first season is definitely out. And it's if you're uh, kind of a history geek like I am, it's that time period, you know, it ha- the first episode happens right immediately after the Titanic sinks. And yeah. um, it's, it's right at that level of time in the world that not a lot of people talk about. It's like the down, the, the, the right before World War One breaks out and you have, have the, um, the down, the, the, the high ups in London and, and UK society and the, the aristocracy are kind of on their way out of being important. Um, mm. And it's it's great to watch 
the the level you know the this kind of subterfuge and things that go on within a Abbey Manor back then and um it's very authentic that I can tell. I mean it's it's done very well. Great actors. Um and uh I can't remember someone just got uh added to the cast for season three and um there's a big to do about that and I don't remember who it is. I'm a bad geek. But Downton Abbey season one Blu ray, great thing for you and your loved one to sit down and just sit and watch the whole thing through, which is kind of like I did. Um but yeah, that's Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean. Yes. yes. That's it. Thank you. Yes, and I can totally see her being great and like um And Maggie just, Smith's on the show. I mean Maggie really. Smith is great. I love Maggie on the Smith. Show. Great on the show. It's just and um Penelope Milton, is that her name? Wilton. Penelope Wilton, who played um I believe she played wasn't she Sean's mom too, not just um uh Prime the Prime Minister in Doctor Who. Um but uh she's in oh, it. Yeah. It's she is it just everybody in it is great to see and um they don't shy away from the taboo subjects either that go on. So oh and um yeah, just great stuff. Uh so there you have it. I think that's all the time we've got to talk about Valentine's Day. Um so uh let's let's roll this up with Rachel and Ren, your final thoughts on Valentine's Day and Geek Love. Well, well, whether you're single or with somebody um, heartbroken or in love, I hope you have a great Valentine's Day and own it the way you want to. It's okay to, to completely um, go for it 110%. It's, a, it's completely okay to hate it or be neutral. So I just, I validate you geek women. Have a good Valentine's Day. I don't think I can do better than that. Um, I, even when I was single, it was not one of the, the people that was brought down by Valentine's Day. If there's anybody else out there who's similar to me, who's neither, uh, who's a little bit um, ambiguous to the whole thing, then uh, buy yourself a box of chocolates and wash some telly and you'll be right. I agree. If you know, so I really hated it. Um, and to this day, it's... It you know when you finally find somebody to share it with, it's great. And you know what? Enjoy it. Um, if you have someone there with you that uh, you can share it with, do it. And if you're by yourself, you know what? Enjoy it anyway. Do what Rin said. Buy yourself a thin chocolate and and curl up in front of, of Netflix and watch some Downton Abbey and enjoy. There's pretty go pretty boys on there. Pretty girls too. What the hell? So, you know, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And don't yes, forget to watch. And don't forget to watch Once Upon a Time because they're finally doing their Beauty and the Beast episode. <laughs> I have to put that in there. So, happy Valentine's Day. And Ghostly Amanda is telling me to get off, which you can take whatever way you want. So, anyway, see you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>